Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast, a radio show coming to you on this Sunday, December the 13th, 2020. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. We are doing a Q&A episode today with Heather Scott. Heather, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me back. <clears throat> yes, always. I'm kind of stuck with you uh, at this point. Uh, we are going to uh, get into a ton of stuff that you guys had asked, um, some Christmas tradition stuff since it is that you know season, if you will. But a reminder, uh, this podcast brought to you by homies over at Beam CBD. Uh, obviously, it's the CBD company we have worked with for years now. We've had the founders on the podcast, uh, super cool dudes to make a great product. Uh, I personally take the Dream uh, CBD capsules every night before I go to sleep. Obviously, I've talked about it before. It has the melatonin. Uh, it has 20 milligrams, I think, of the nano CBD as well. Uh, Heather uses the tincture and the balm probably much more than I do. Uh, again, it's 100% THC-free, so it will not get you high, but it will help with, in my opinion, sleep quality, uh, inflammation. People do say it helps with the anxiety. We actually give it to our dog for that. And what we've done for like the last probably three months is like if you guys message us, we would send you a sample of the the dream uh, product to try and so since i've been harassing the the homies over at beam enough if you want to now we will actually have you uh, fill out a form super basic just your name and address and we'll ship you three uh free samples to try so three nights worth to see if uh, it does help for you guys and if you're interested in obviously buying it i can always hook you guys up with the 20% off discount code always and forever. So if you're interested in trying the exact CBD uh, product I take every single night, uh, hit us up. We'll get you a link for three free nights worth. And then from there, if you want to, you know, purchase it yourself, I can always get you guys 20% off forever. And again, uh, I don't feel hungover. I'm not groggy from it. Uh, it has helped my sleep quality. And as I've gotten older, I've realized I cannot do the same stupid stuff I used to do, like sleeping five hours a night and coming in here. So I have made it at a point to get to sleep earlier and I've had, you know, better, you know, restful, deeper sleep and I feel great. So I agree. I love it. Yeah. You do the tincture and the balm way more than I do, mm -hmm. but, uh, the salve. Oh yeah. The salve. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? I mean, that's what it's called. So. Oh, sorry. I don't want to confuse people when they look at their I'm website. All about, I'm all <laughs> about confusing people. Uh, so if you guys are interested, uh, hit us up. We're happy to share that with you, either Heather or myself. And then we can always give you the discount code as well. So thank you guys for that. So we are going to do a uh, question and answer here. But before, this popped on my uh, Facebook memories uh, today. And I just wanted to read it because it, I think it holds even truer this year than last year when I had written it and uh, posted out. I will say that is the cool thing about social media. Uh, for all the, I bag on it a lot because there's a lot of, you know, horseshit uh, with it. But the memories are cool. I do love the memory feature. It's that. And I don't know what it is on our the iPad here at work. I've been getting like a memory. So like I'll kind of swipe it over and it was like us in Barcelona. And then before it was like us mm -hmm. somewhere else too. And I'm like... Oh, yeah. I think it's through Apple because I get it on my phone, too, like the photo memories. And it's I think amazing. they're just trying to bring <laughs> happiness to everybody right now. <laughs> Make you feel. Yeah, I know. Because I look at it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Even though, like, I remember that trip, like, it could have been even more fun. I made it the best it was because I was under the weather. But I'm like, that was so awesome. I think it was. What is it? Is it called Parc de Gaulle or whatever? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, that was super cool. 
like we got what well, was we got lost it was hot it was sweaty but the pictures look great and i'm like that was a fun day and it uh, reminds us of a time when we could do normal stuff see the world yes <laughs> Uh, so anyways, this had popped up on my memories today. I'm just going to read it off here, um, for you guys. It just kind of falls in line with like what we're doing today and just kind of how I've tried to live my life, you know, the, probably the last, you know, five to 10 years, uh, you know, and I try to be a little bit better each and every single year. And I wrote this and I quote, many of us, uh, say the holidays are about giving back to others, but our actions don't really reflect that or I would ask you if you personally say the holidays are about giving back to others do your actions reflect that I meet a lot of adults both young and old who tie their self-worth solely to their material possessions they focus on what they can receive not what they can give I feel people excuse me people often confuse the short-term feeling of living rich the designer clothes they wear, the expensive cars they drive, the lavish homes that they live in, the long-term feelings of, you know, that what they think rich is, they get it confused with what, in my opinion, truly being rich is, which is what happens when you're giving more than you are receiving. And so I'd ask people just to be honest with yourself this holiday season. If you have the power to give back to somebody, if you can make one person's life better, even for one moment, do it. I think the world needs more of that maybe this year, obviously, than than any other year. And it's a simple reminder. I'm not, I'm not against stuff. I'm not against you guys, you know, working hard and buying the things that make you and your family happy, the cars, the clothes, all that stuff. What I'm saying is look at it, you know, percentage-wise, what you can give to somebody else because what's so little to us oftentimes has these great impacts on other people. And I'm not just talking about money. It can be donating your time, your energy, your resources, your expertise to others. But oftentimes in this season, if it is, you know, money, when you look at the situation in America of like people like the food banks having, you know, people shopping there now that probably used to work there having shortages and all these things. If you have the ability to give back and help somebody in any capacity, uh, really do it. I saw a really good quote this morning uh, discussing the ways to find success and fulfillment. And it says, don't ever attach yourself to a person, a place, or a company, an organization, or a project. Attach yourself to a mission, a calling, a purpose only. That's how you keep your power and your peace. And I just thought it just really resonated with me and to continue to remind myself about that. All you got is you, man. That's it. Uh, so again, all just little reminders. Well, and asking yourself, what is your mission? What that will lead you to your calling and your purpose? And I think for a lot of people, it's, you know, just if you just be a good person and make yourself an awesome human being, a lot of the other stuff kind of figures mm -hmm. itself out slowly over time. And I don't know, like, I love that. Like people say, like, you know, what is your calling? I want to say I know what I'm supposed to do, mm -hmm. and in some days I just I, evolves. Some days I think that, and some days I'm like, "What the hell am I doing?" It will. I I believe it just changes and evolves, and as you grow and you experience more in your life, and you just continue to try and follow, um, you know where where it will take you, you know, and it's going to be trial and error, and you're going to fail at certain things, but hopefully that will lead you down the right path. <laughs> Yeah, if you, that's what you, I'm telling myself. Yeah. Well, I always say, like, you, well, you should evolve. You shouldn't have, like, what, 
matter to me at 25 shouldn't be the same at 35 mm-hmm. i'm not judging anybody if you figured it out at 25 awesome i was an idiot and i'm still struggle every day with a lot of things but when you know better you do better well, and it, as you go through stuff you're like okay that reflect matters reflect on it yeah evaluate and then you can make those changes and hopefully a more clarity you know when I think, as you get older you yeah and tend i think it, to. it becomes probably more simplistic I think the more fulfilled you are, like really with your life, the less things you need. Mm-hmm. At least I feel that way. Of like what I used to think success looked like or what it had to look like. And what I, we talked about this at home like a week ago, like going over how selfish like I used to be at Christmas time. Like I just wanted my shit. Like, and I could care less oh, about. same here like, when I was growing Like up. high school, college age. Yeah. And like how like you know, my parents would like save for like the smallest stuff. I've talked about this before, like my, the top like 10 gifts you ever got. I'm like getting a, a 10 speed. I got this 10 speed Huffy bike from Shopco. If you guys know Shopco, does Shopco still exist? Probably in the Midwest, I think. Uh, but I got this 10 speed Huffy bike. I remember it was like a hundred bucks. My parents had to put it on layaway, which like blows my mind. Cause like we spent a hundred bucks on like, you know, nonsense, like at the grocery store, like on a random day. Mm-hmm. And like, that was a big deal to me, but I'm like, that was like my first like big, big kid bike, like where you had the gears and stuff. I'm like, this thing is the shit. And I, that's all the stuff I cared about. And then I remember when I got my first TV and like a CD player, like all this stuff. And then it got to the point like where we moved here and we started to like make money and we could do other things. And then we first started to like to do the adoptive family stuff. And I'm like, okay, you see that. And I remember like the first one we did, I don't want to get off topic here, but it's just on my brain we donated this, we gave this microwave to this family. And I'm like, I remember like the little girl's crying cause she's getting a microwave. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that was things into perspective real quick. I was like, Holy shit. I'm like, I've never like, we didn't have money, but we always had a microwave mm-hmm. and I'm like, there's levels to this. And that's when I was, okay, this is what really matters. Opened your eyes. Yeah. Not me driving a, a f- super fancy car. Not me, you know, living here. If I, can do this for somebody else this is and i felt like selfishly like i get more out of that than buying you know you a some boots or a bag because you're grown up you can buy your own stuff Mm -hmm. at least that's how we do it so um anyways just on my brain today uh you just may go on the list sure okay uh these are questions from all of you uh who asked us so I have not read through these, full disclaimer. I literally uh, stayed up too late last night and uh, came in here this morning and worked out. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm jumping in here live off the cuff. I haven't slept great. Our dog had the yeah. ACL surgery and it's... Well, she kind of had an allergic reaction yesterday, which freaked me out. And then I ended up sleeping on the couch right by her. But not really getting any sleep, so. Because, like, we put the cone on the dog, but the dog doesn't like the cone. But you have to so it doesn't, like, rip out its own stitches. It's just get an infection, so. I, but we're, we're taking her in for her follow-up appointment this week. So it'll be much better after that. I just, you guys who have, like, kids. And dogs. Kids oh and dogs. Oh, my God. <laughs> I do not. I mean, I'm like a zombie. And I'm like, I feel like, in like. It's funny, we do our Sunday workout here, and we have these Christmas cards, and Jeff brought his Christmas card in. He's one of our athletes here. He has three kids. Mm-hmm. He just came in here and worked all day with me as three kids. I know. Now, his kids are older now, so they're probably not 
you know, as not much. As needy, yeah. But you imagine him being here eight years ago and he'd work out mm-hmm. and them kids were little and he'd bring him in. I'm like, dude, you have three kids. Mm-hmm. How are you doing this right now? How are you even awake functioning? Super impressive to all you parents out there. So Yeah. Props our, to you all. Because we are <laughs> we are just we're holding it together. But uh It's not that bad. No. All right, number one. Uh, can you make another podcast about saving money? Uh, yeah, we can for sure. Uh, sorry, that's not a great one. Uh, but my tips really quick off the bat for you guys. If if we're talking the, the finance stuff, and it, this is coming from two people who used to have no money and nothing uh, and had no help and nobody gave us anything. We just moved here as two dead broke, naive young kids. I had no job. Heather had a, her first real job. And uh, now we're here. I would say budgeting is huge. If you're by if you're by yourself or with a couple, I think you do have to budget your money. Know what's coming in, know what's going out. It's a basic PL sheet. Uh, if you're with a partner, communicate with them for mm-hmm. sure about what you're going to spend and what you're going to save and, and what your goals are. That's super important too. Uh, a lot of people don't talk about that. But I'll do one more in, in detail um, and break down some of the steps and things that we do. Next one. How do you overcome fear? Gosh, that's a, I feel like that's, it's a good, good question. Uh, well, the two, you have two natural fears. I think I've talked about this before. I think the two natural fears for humans, and you guys can fact check this, I believe it is fear of falling, not heights. The fear of falling is a real fear that's ingrained in us as humans, and the fear of loud noises. Those two are real. Everything else, I believe we, we create and we manifest through our experiences or through things that obviously like you know uh just living life and maybe you got trapped somewhere so you became claustrophobic or natural i just fact checked it boom we are born with only two innate fears the fear of falling and the fear of loud sounds so crazy my my brain's basically like google at this point um oh my gosh (laughs) wow (laughs) at least with these two things uh no so I guess if you remind yourself, okay, so I really shouldn't be afraid of anything else. Well, I I tend to say, you know, what is the, I don't like to play um, worst case scenarios, but I often do ask myself that. And maybe it's because how I grew up and I had like kind of a more, I don't want to say negative mindset, but I just didn't have the, I wasn't the positive outlook person I am today. It has been a long metamorphosis into this. So I probably always will have that tendency somewhere deep down. And what I ask myself in almost every situation is like, what's the worst case scenario? And can I handle that? And then when I look at it, and then I just do percentages. I really am just a, I'm a numbers dude, you know? And I'm like, what is the odds of, of this really happening? Or this like, and what, so I guess if, if your fear is public speaking, which I used to be terrified, and you know why? Because I wasn't good at it. And I don't think I'm amazing now. But I only mm-hmm. I only talk about what I talk about, and I'm very good at my small, narrow niche of this. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to walk into this room here of 30 people. What's the worst thing going to happen? I'm not going to deliver the exact way I want to. Like, I'm not going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, my family isn't going to be murdered. Like, I'm not going to lose everything I own. I might just feel, like, unprepared or embarrassed. It's just, it's a, it's a fake feeling. It's mm-hmm. not real. And I I think I look at it as... Um what do I have to lose or what do I have to gain depending on what your fear is. But I look at it as, gosh, I don't want to have regrets in my life. 
if I don't pursue something out of fear, I don't want to hold myself back. And yes, there's still things that, you know, I'm fearful of, but I think what has gotten me this far in life so is just continuing to push myself to face those fears and continuing to remind myself, like, if I don't do this, I think I'm really going to miss out on these opportunities or I'm going to look back on my life and just be sad or mad at myself for not trying. Well, and I think we do this every day. Like, there's there's certain risk with everything in your life every single day. I think this year has probably shown you that more than ever, but there's a, probably some people have a fear of, and again, I say most of these come from experiences like where when your sister Brooke was in this like horrible car accident, she was probably scared to drive for a certain amount of time, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was a fear. And eventually she, you know, overcame it, whether it's, you know, through, you know, time or counseling or just understanding like the percentage, like when you drive a car on the road, you know, most of you are not afraid of you're you're going to die, but there is a statistic that there is a chance the faster you go in certain stretches, I'm like, this could happen, but you gradually get over that. I guess anytime you do anything for me, most of the fears in my life are obviously they're made up in my brain, but it was just because I wasn't prepared or I didn't understand Mm -hmm. uh, what was going on. And as you start to learn more, become more educated, whether it's like it is, you know, public speaking or, you know, the first time you do anything, you're not good at it. And I think it's the lack of experienced understanding is what makes us most fearful, whether it be of being embarrassed or who knows what it is. Um, but you got to try stuff. You really do. And, and maybe, you know, it depends on the type of person you are. If you're not a huge risk taker, um, you're more cautious and that holds you back, then maybe it is taking gradual steps to to move forward in that direction, whatever the fear is that maybe it's a new job. So maybe it's like, okay, instead of just going for it, you're going to surround yourself with like a mentor or, um, you know, connect with somebody that has that similar job or can help you, um, along the way to accomplish that goal. Whereas some people are just like, Oh, can just like be all in a hundred percent and just not look back. Um, but I think most people have, you know, struggle with, uh, being a little bit more cautious For in sure. certain areas. Well, in, if you're, if it was you guys going to start a business or a new, we call it the reluctant entrepreneur. It's like, I want to start this business and quit my job. I'm like, well, you know, maybe do the baby steps, like do it as a passion project and then a side hustle. And then eventually if you can mitigate, you know, your income from the side hustle to your real job, then you could quit and move to something else. There's smart ways to do everything. I guess I always ask people like, what are you, you know, what are you, specifically fearful of i think everybody has a little bit of that but you should be doing stuff that scares the shit out of you once that's in a while life. that's yes. what life is all about and for me i just don't want to ever be like well what if what if you know that's like the worst I th- question to yourself i think but what's the famous quote like you look back on your life and like you'll regret the things that you didn't do way more than the things that you did mm-hmm. do and I think that goes true for anybody. So, and, and failure is scary and we all feel it on some level, depending on what you're going after, but that's just part of life and you have to just like move through it. Yeah. And all the, I'll be on real yourself you. back up and, and get back up and keep trying, you know, all, all the things I was probably the most afraid of, like when I did them turned out to either be a, the best experiences or like the biggest game changers in my shaped. life your life shaped the person you are and 
It's just part of it, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one. I have weak legs compared to my upper body. What can I do, please? <laughs> Train your lower body way more, sir. Uh, really quick, if you're in that boat, like you're a dude, you're upper body dominant versus lower body dominant, which I think a lot of dudes are naturally that way. Women are the reverse of that. Uh, we tend to play to our strengths. You have to go the opposite. So if you were a dude who your legs are way weaker than the upper body, I would train the legs at least twice per week instead of doing upper body like four days per week and doing legs once per week. It just makes sense to increase the volume. I would also prioritize it more where dudes, we joke in in the world like it's bro day. So national chest day would be Monday and they always put the biggest emphasis on those movements. Make your leg day be the Monday. That's how you guys are training and then do the upper body stuff afterwards. Always prioritize the things that you suck at first. So if you're doing mobility, for example, and you know your left glute is tighter than the right, always start on the left side to give it more love and then work your way down from there so you don't run out of time. And you can always throw little things in. I'm a fan of the body weight stuff. If you have a body part that sucks, you can do some version of it every single day or you can always add an accessory work every day. There's no reason you can't do body weight squats every single day. I'm not saying do a thousand every day, but you can do 50 one day. You can have your lower body training day. You can do another 50 the next day. You can do walking lunges, you know, every single day in some fashion. I did split squats for an entire year. If there is lagging stuff in your body, you can give it extra love and you can program it in in a way that makes sense. It doesn't take away from the rest of what you're trying to do. Hopefully that answered the question. Next one. What would you recommend uh, supplement wise for a 14 year old? Uh, nothing really uh, real food for sure uh, I don't think anything 14 I'm assuming you mean a, a dude uh, I think they can just eat real food for the most part I don't think they got to get into a lot of stuff just yet I think it's a little bit young but it would go uh, you know athlete by athlete athletic greens they could <clears> take. <throat> you could take athletic <laughs> greens plug there uh, yeah so hit me up uh, for that uh, you know, I don't think, again, most kids at 14, if you're just eating real food, I think you're going to be okay. You know, those things, things work like C, D, zinc, which in athletic greens, you'd be okay. Next one, how to be active with an injury. I'm a runner with an ankle sprain. I don't run. You do. Yeah. But you I, wouldn't run with an ankle sprain though. No, if I'm hurt, then I definitely would take off from several ru- weeks. From running for sure. And start really doing mobility and um, whether it's using a ball or a foam roller and starting to, to loosen it up and stretch it every day and just do... Train around it. Body weight exercises or, you know, if if it's that bad, I wouldn't even go walking. I would just do use do some strength training. Yeah, if you have an ankle sprain and you were here, like you could do the assault bike without that foot. You don't need it. You could just go single leg and two arms. We could put you on a skier and you could sit down and do upper body stuff. There's a lot of stuff you can do. Like you can, we could sit you in a chair or like from a kneeling position, you could use battle ropes as aerobic stuff. There's a lot of things you can do with a sprained ankle. I just wouldn't abuse something that hurts. And that's, that goes for everything. Obviously you have to know the difference between like if something is sore or tight or if it's injured, but there's always workarounds. I can promise you if something happened, you know, knock on wood to my knee, hip, or ankle, I would still be in here training the other leg. And this is me. I'm not telling you guys what to do. Uh, But if I had a sprained ankle, I could still do leg work, like with a TRX, like with a box Mm -hmm. variation. And if you look at any kind of physical therapy, there are, uh, I believe there's studies out there that you can look at even training 
you know, the right leg when the left leg is immobile is still going to lead to you keeping the overall, you know, muscle gains in the body uh, itself. Next one. What are your thoughts on the 75 hard plan? I think that is uh, Andy Frasillas. I believe it's his. I think he's who put it out there. I don't have all the details. I think it was like they have to work out. I think it's twice a day, every day. And I drink so much water, no alcohol. I believe Raul did it. And um, at least to start, he looks great. So I'm a fan of anything that gets people to have better habits and be more active. I'm not a fan of being super, super restrictive unless that's what you want to do. Um, I'm a fan of things that are lifestyle based and things that you can carry with you and you can learn things and there's always stages. So I'm a fan of anything that is safe and healthy and efficient and does uh, help people. Next one. Do you do your own? Do you do any of your own investing in stock trading? Uh, We have a financial advisor uh, that I will make. I'll call and ask questions. We'll trade. We talk. Um, I don't do it myself. Like I'm not on, you know, E-Trade doing my own stuff. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not smart enough to do some of that, but I don't think day trading is a great way of investing. That's just as me talking. I'm a fitness person, but I don't think I can compete with the people who do it for a living every single day because they dedicate their life to it. Just like the time. No, I don't think they could come in here and, and talk fitness and nutrition with me and how to train, you know, a 47 year old lady with, you know, bad ankle mobility because I do that every single day. Um, but we have an advisor that we talked to Heather obviously has investments, you know, through her corporate, corporate job, yeah. um, which they have a pretty good um, plan set up there, which I actually review with their advisor as well. And then again, if I see something that I believe in in a product that I like, if I said, hey, you know, I think, I'm trying to think like what's publicly traded stuff. If I said, hey, I think I want to get, you know, Marriott stock or I want to get uh, Delta stock or Boeing or whatever it may be. We'll talk about that. The one I can comes to mind with me for him was like the social media stuff. Uh, like obviously we've invested in Facebook, you know, years ago. Uh, we invest in things like Under Armour when they acquire like my fitness pals. So there's little things like that where I will see things in, in my world that I'm interested in and that I'll bring to him because maybe he doesn't know. And he might, you know, bring me stuff that's outside the sector of my knowledge, which is basically just kind of the fitness and nutrition world. So I, we don't do it solo, um, but I I do check my stuff uh, frequently just to see where things are at. I am a huge fan of obviously the market and investing in real estate and just obviously not being uh, in debt. Next one. I just launched a podcast with some buddies. Uh, any tips on how to do it properly? Just, yeah. Uh, hmm. Bring your wife on. Have her talk a lot. And you can just <laughs> hang out. No. Um, you know, honestly, if you're just starting, dude, just talk about things you're passionate about and that you that you love and that you know. And just know if it, t- it does take off and get popular, people will go back and listen to your old stuff. So, And just what can you, how can you provide value to people? I think is the biggest question. And then just yeah. work well, around that. How can you help other people through what you're saying? Like typically, why do you listen to somebody or why do you watch things? Because they're either educational. Entertaining. Or both. Mm-hmm. And uh, we try to do that, obviously, with you guys. And consistency. I think is key. You can't do a podcast every four weeks and think people are going to care uh, or listen. And this is, it goes to the same thing with posting on social media or sending out an email. Uh, there has to be some consistency to it. And just really don't do anything for just money. I, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not judging. Obviously, we all do things for money. I'm not that naive. Uh, we run businesses here. But I don't do things really just for income. I try to do things, okay, 
is this going to help people? Am I going to enjoy doing it? And can we make money doing it? Again, I'm not going to, you know, just do things to help people completely for free every single day. Obviously, I, you know, I got to pay my own bills, but I want to do things that I enjoy. It's Sunday right now. It's 1140. We're doing this podcast. This podcast isn't going to make a ton of money directly in two seconds. Well, it does and it doesn't, but it did in the first, you know, 50 episodes we sat here and did. I was just like, well, let me just talk about stuff and see if we can help people. And now it's like, well, shoot, we have a lot of people. That's how I look at it. We have a lot of people we can help. There's a responsibility with that. And, and then it will eventually gain momentum. It will drive your audience. You'll be able to drive traffic into your other products and services that you offer if you have a business. Um, and then you can also get eventually sponsorships and affiliate partners. But don't even worry about money. Just worry about what, who, what can I talk about that I enjoy, that I like, that's interesting, that can help other people. Because selfishly, I do a lot of this for me. Like when we bring guests on... I like to bring, obviously, like our friends on because it's, I like to hang out and talk to our friends. But even the doctors who come on and people in other industries, it's, it's educational for me. And I hopefully the same thing for you guys. Next one, staying motivated to eat well and train hard during lockdown um, of like 2020 or like this Christmas season for some people who can't go to gyms or go train or go anywhere, depending I on what state you're in. I feel so horrible for all of you because... <clears throat> It would be really difficult for me to have motivation if we were in lockdown again. Uh, yeah, dude. Like, I'm I, – I said the other night when uh, Dr. Hemer was on, I have the fatigue too, dude, from it mm -hmm. all. Like, I just – Same here. I, I'm not – I'm just over – like, again, I understand, the where, I understand the predicament we are in, but I just miss a lot of things of my – old life is, is how I'm talking about it right now. Cause I feel like, and again, it's not that long. It's, it, it'll be like a, a year basically, which feels like forever, but there's just certain things I want to be able to do freely that I can't. And it just, it kind of takes the joy out of certain things and it's not motivating. Mm -hmm. And I'm in a place where a, it's more open here than a lot of other places. It's sunny here every single day. Mm -hmm. We own this. I'm surrounded by cool people and even for me, some, and I, the working out I like to do for the most part, so like that's not a thing for me. It's just other stuff. Like even basic work tasks that usually I would be like fine with. I'm like, eh, I don't want to do that today. Mm -hmm. So it's you just have to. It's like this dark cloud is continuing to linger over our heads, you know? Yes. That's, and uh, I think for me, what really does help is l listening to podcasts that are inspiring in the morning on my walk. Um, in the car or, you know, an audio book that can get you pumped up or, you know, if it's a YouTube video, like an inspirational speaker, things like that, that can help put you in the right mindset to then, you know, get motivated to do your job or to go work out or, you know, whatever it is that's you're struggling with right now. Um, just being consistent with focusing on those tools and resources that help get you out of that funk or maybe it's calling a friend or a family member and just venting and being a support system to somebody else like I think that is huge and checking in on your friends or family right now I think is it really does go a long way or writing a letter um, things like that that you can provide value and, and help other people but it's also giving you in return a boost 
yeah, if I was you, um, and I didn't live this life and to stay motivated to eat well and train during it, if there was, a, you know, an online community or a coach, or if you don't have the resources to pay for a program or something, if it is, you know, following someone like if it's myself on social for like all the free workouts we do and all the free ones we put on YouTube as well. Um, I think that does help. And the stuff you're consuming, I think, goes a long way. And what I mean by that is what you're consuming on social. So if you are staying at home and you can't really go anywhere, the stuff you consistently watch is either going to motivate you or, or unmotivate you. And even that sometimes is going to be tough during this season of life. I feel you. But if you're constantly watching people who are being active and who are talking about being healthy and eating healthy, that becomes your circle. And if you have an accountability partner, even if they're not with you in your apartment or your home, if that's your friend who also wants to be fit, like you made a pact together. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't take you paying any money. You could watch all the stuff I put out for free and do all of it. And the same thing Heather and I put out. If you have the money for programs, I think that's obviously the best because there's a start and an end date. There's a coach with you. There is accountability. But if you can create that community on your own, that's awesome. You got to look at it this way. The time's going to go by either way. And so you can either take this time as like, and and BJ Gadur said this to me, he goes, you can look at it like a, a prison sentence, or you can look at it like a training camp. And I think that's a little extreme, but he is Mm -hmm. not mistaken because there people have either gotten much unhealthier during this Mm -hmm. or people have gotten way healthier and it's awesome to see the people who went the other route and i would urge you to do that because we are going to come out of this for sure we we've went way further now than we have to go i truly believe that like we are you can see some kind of light at the end of the tunnel you don't want to come on and be like well shit i wasted all this time and i know it's tough because i felt shitty a lot of days during this, but what I said was, I'm like, and I tell Heather every day, I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and just be fucking sad at home. I'm going to come in here. We're going to bring in Sean. We're going to film as much online content as we possibly can. So when 2021 comes, we have fun, amazing programs to roll out for people because otherwise I'm going to look back and just be sad mm-hmm. that I lost all this time, money, and all this opportunity. And as tough as it was, you have to get out of your own fucking way some days and stop yeah. making bullshit excuses and just sell yourself. And yeah, you feel like shit. Yeah, you're kind of sad, but fuck it, man. Yeah. You can still work out and train. That does help you. It might not help you that day, mm-hmm. but three days later, you'll be like, you know what? I'm glad I did those workouts and I'm glad I just didn't sit on my ass and feel sorry for myself because that's not going to get you anywhere. And I've had moments still. I've had moments where I felt felt sorry for myself or I was struggling and you know, in my own head or just in a negative mindset and, uh, maybe didn't eat as well or had too much wine or something like that. And I'm like, gosh, I'm like, oh, just so irritated at myself, but you just have to give yourself grace. Like it's such a difficult time and it's a confusing time. And there's just, we've never, we have nothing to compare it to because it's never happened to in our lifetime. Um, and so you just have to keep pushing forward. And what's helped me is I, on my work computer, well, it's like a work personal computer, but in my Outlook, I have a daily check-in where it has like my short-term goals. We have our fit, 50 days of fitness online coaching group going on right now. So I, part of it was for that, but I have a set of a, a reoccurrence on my Outlook calendar. So I get a reminder every morning at 8 a.m., and it shows me my personal goals for um, for myself. And so it's just a great reminder. Like one of them was like walk every single day for at least 30 minutes. Or number three, listen daily to inspiring content. Um, limit, you know, sugary or snacky foods. Save it for special occasions or the actual holidays. 
and, um, and just whatever it looks like for you that will help get you motivated, but also hold you accountable. And, uh, for me, it's like, yeah, I could write it down in a notebook, but I like having it where it syncs to my phone and it's on my computer. So I get like a double (laughs) reminder and, uh, it just, it's helpful. So. Which brings me to the next question. What are yours and Heather's goals for 2021? Those are all yours. Are you going to finally uh, buy that new truck? Do you see this car right here? Do you see this? Look how shiny that thing is. It's sat out in the sun here. This thing is 13 years old, and it still looks fresh. I haven't washed it. Well, I haven't washed it in probably five years. You washed it for me once. It looks dope. I don't know. That's not a goal. I don't, that's not one of my goals. Isn't a car? Yeah, um, well, it was saving money for. Uh, yeah, no, I like to do. Again, here's where you and I probably differ. Are those all your goals, or no? What? Are those all your goals? These that, that I just mentioned. Listen off, yeah. No, for 2021. That was just for the 50 days of fitness oh. that ends this year. What are your 2021 goals? I haven't set them yet. Oh. Well. <laughs> Usually, maybe I have a good attitude. Be number one. So we always have our forty-seven day transformation program that begins in January, and that's when I set my twenty twenty-one goals. January eleventh this year. Yeah, and so we have a workbook in there, and it, it goes helps you through the goal setting process, and that's how I set my goals: professional, personal, and then like fitness, health related. So I haven't even. Haven't really gave it much thought. Like you, we've had casual conversation it's about just, budgeting for 2021. It's just hard. Uh, it's just really hard right now because there's so much uncertainty. Like for me, I'm still on temporary assignment. I don't know when I'll have my uh, be in a permanent role, and so it's hard to really plan when there's still a lot of uncertainty. And like what, like in for, my world for us, like we do experience goals are a lot of our mm-hmm. things and we can't like i mean really do some of them i would like to take an international trip second half of this year is one of my goals i w- uh, definitely want to do uh, family trips so see his family in minnesota and then see mine in the northwest and um maybe do like a girl's trip would be great too <laughs> But again, it's just... It's hard to plan it mm-hmm. at the moment. And so some of our stuff is experience-based. And some a lot of my business in a normal year is experience-based too. Mm-hmm. Like with speaking and doing events and stuff. I actually am going to speak uh, to a group of Chris's people Tuesday on Zoom. Like yeah, an entrepreneur group. And mm-hmm. usually like we would go there and do these things. But I'm like, those are so... I don't, I don't have any on the schedule. Because I don't think people... You know, I'm sure that will start to happen for me like April, May, June, and like mm-hmm. later next year. But I have nothing in January, in February, and March. Yeah, the first few months of next year will be really interesting. And I think not much will change until the second half of yeah. next year. But the go- for, To not get off topic, but in terms of goals, and this is what I was going to say, like you and I differ. You like the thing more than I do. And I mean, like, and I love all the same. We love a lot of the same stuff. I like the process to getting the thing almost more than mm-hmm. the stuff itself. So you share, like, we talk, we joke about my car all the time because I just like the, the legend of it is amazing. Um, well, I'm only bringing it up because you keep <clears throat> researching and showing me trucks. And then, so it's 
obviously something that you're going to do eventually. Yes. And so I like, to me, it's almost like deflating when it gets to it. Like I'll be, I'll be happy when I, I'll be sad. But it's a huge goal to buy a car in cash. And that's what I'm talking about. It's like saving for it and And earning it. I like the process. I like the process of that. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, how can I, you know, still, you know, save for retirement, do this, this, and this, but I'm going to save this in this bucket. Like I like earning things. I like helping people and doing stuff and seeing the fruits of the labor come to life. And then when you get it, it's like, okay, it's like paying off our house. It was like, Mm -hmm. okay, we did it. And then like, we just go on with our life. Like there's not like there's not a parade. Mm-hmm. We didn't go super crazy. We just did it, and just obviously then all this shit happened. But like we did it, and we just kept moving forward. I like the process of it. I like playing the game more than just the final score. Is what I'm saying. And then I get the thing, and then I I move on to the next thing. I'm really bad at celebrating that stuff. Well, congratulations on meeting. He just mentioned to me the other day he met all of his 2020 financial goals that he set for himself. So well, we. You know, do it together. I but, know, yeah. but it's huge, especially for taking huge hits yeah, this it's year. Been a, I've, it's been a, like, if you could imagine, like, looking at something, I look at it as, like, putting it together with, like, bubble gum and spit, and, like, that's how this year has come together. Uh, but I think, for what we've done. I mean, going back to what you said, if we would have just sat home and cried and just didn't do something about it and focused because we were focusing on what we could control and continuing to build that momentum, it's definitely has paid off and will continue to spill over into 2021. Yeah. And so if there is goals, it's really, uh, obviously, uh, we map out business stuff here, uh, timelines and things. And, uh, but more so than revenue, I'm like, can I just, you know, help a, a lot of people who need it in 2021? And we have different ways to get people into our queue and do that stuff, whether that be digitally or obviously in person. But personal goals is like, I just like to see my friends, man. Like, I just like to do like normal shit with my friends that I didn't get to do last year, which really is super yeah, annoying. See some of your family that you haven't seen in, in a long time. Yeah, it sucks, dude. Uh, so we're right there with you guys. We're all, you know, navigating it as we go. But as I do more cool stuff, I definitely will be sharing with all of you guys. Uh, next one, uh, balancing conditioning with looking to gain size and eating to gain size. It's tough, dude. Um, I would say, you know, slow and steady wins the race. If you want to get super big, super fast, you're going to get uh, fat uh, too. It's just part of it. Even for me, I what I like to think are, are good genetics and I'm an ectomorph by nature. There was a time where, I don't know if I have that picture out here on the wall. You and I are like in Washington and I... I think I have like a basketball cutoff on and my face is like a big uh, moon pie. Mm-hmm. I'm like 230 some pounds, but I was eating so Mine much. Mine was probably a moon face too. <laughs> um, probably the booze. And, uh, it was like the baby fat. and Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our lifestyle was a little different. Uh, but I, you know, I was, you know, relatively lean is a relative term too. So I was relatively lean, but I was solid and uh, a lot of fat came with that. And so, and then, and then you cut all that down and then you, you keep a little, I'm not a huge fan of the bulking, cutting, bulking, cutting. I just don't think it's very efficient. Uh, and again, if you're doing a ton of drugs, it's going to be obviously different than if you're natural, but I would suggest just being at a slight calorie surplus. So, you know, just an extra 500 calories a day, and then you can kind of bump it up from there. If you're gaining a pound a week, that is super fast. If you're gaining half a pound a week, that's probably a better range for you. And then just kind of go from there. And if you're okay with being, you know, fluffier, then, uh, then go crazy. But I just, you know, I like to just be a fit person. I, I've started doing this for a living at a very young age. 
And uh, I just wanted to always set a good example for people of, of being healthy, not, not necessarily like aesthetically looking a certain way, but just being healthy and showing people you don't eat and drink like shit uh, all the time. Next one. How and when uh, can you train every single day for in terms of rest? Uh, yes, you can work out every single day if you want to, if your body can take it. I do think having a, a mobility recovery days, you know, maybe important for some of you guys. Uh, it is really just based on your goals and how your body feels and how old you are. Obviously what I do at, you know, you know, 37 is much different than I did at 27. I'm much smarter now. I take my sleep more serious. I take my recovery more serious in terms of like with the Tim Tam and Normatex and, uh, just really not doing stupid stuff. I'm not trying to impress anybody other than myself at this point, but, uh, I like to be active every single day, but there's days here where maybe I just walk, uh, 20,000 steps and uh, I do mobility and some foam rolling and that does happen maybe like on a Wednesday here because my schedule is, is a little bit funky with work and uh, I do feel better after those days and, and they're you know I, th- I think if you can take a rest day and you can have less inflammation uh, it'll benefit you uh, Heather's been guilty of you know over exercising uh, mm-hmm. for sure and I think as she gets older she does more mobility she's smarter now and then she takes a rest day she feels better and mm-hmm. yeah I, it's I've come a long way it's with just, recognizing, okay, you can't, you can't well, overdo it. You're trying to you're trying to speed up a process that can't be sped up. You're trying to overexercise to get super Especially fit in a short with, period like, of time. Hormones with females uh, that can really have a negative effect if you overexercise. So, yeah, I think resting is. Mm-hmm. People look at it as again, you can do stuff every day if you feel good, and that's what that's what I preface it by. If your body is run down, listen to it. Don't be an idiot. Do the things that you know have to be done. And don't, people, it, it bothers me here, very few, and I'll, this is really quick. I don't care what people do when they come in here. As long as they're getting out of it what they're going to get out of it, it's not my place. And people are like, what do you mean, Jeremy? What's your program? And you coach them. I'm like, yeah, we do. But if, you know, Susie wants to come in and ride the bike instead of ski, that's fine. Like she's maybe she only feels like doing that and she, and that's fine. The positive is that she came in yeah. to actually move around and get the exercise benefits. And if, you know, we're doing a workout where it's like they're supposed to crush it and she's just, you know, BSing with a friend the whole time, that's fine too. Because if that's what she needs to get out of it, and at least she's still moving and talking and training, then so be it. Who am I to judge that? What bothers me here, and this is the only thing that really bugs me, is when we set up mobility stuff and people choose not to do the mobility and do like some other hard exercise instead. And the reason it bugs me is because nobody does enough mobility. Nobody does enough tissue work. And that is stuff that is drastically missing and needed, but we're gonna come in here and choose to do something, instead of doing, let's say, Spider-Man steps, you're gonna go hop on the assault bike and crush it because you ate like shit the day before. That's not how that works. Do the mobility, you could stay after and do that, because you're not gonna stay after and do the mobility. That's my point. It's like. There's never, that's the only thing that, that does irritates me when people don't want to do those things. Me like, too. Because it's, it's meant to help you and your body needs it. Now more than ever, especially in this virtual world, we're all in the, you know, in the corporate world or every job, basically now you are for the most part, majority of jobs, um, trapped at home, trapped at home on in the computer seat. and your posture's suffering and you aren't doing mobility and you wonder why your tech neck and your back, you have all these aches and pains and it's shooting through your arm. Cause I get it too. And I'm the biggest advocate of continuing to do posture work and, uh, mobility 
as much as I can throughout the day. I take breaks in my office and lay on a foam roller or use a band to stretch out my shoulders and my neck. And it's so important and it provides you that relief. So, you know, come the end of the day or the beginning of that next morning, your body feels good and you actually can get a workout in instead of neglecting yourself and uh, you're not going to feel motivated to go work out because your body is in pain. When you do way more now than you've ever mm-hmm. done. Because I got freaked out <clears throat> about my, oh, my hump. Your dowager's hump <laughs> yeah. from D- Dr. Sean. Uh, well, we the benefit is we have access to a lot of... Now s- I'm s- like making sure my posture is good in this chair. <laughs> You're worried about it? No, we, we have access to people here who are very smart and very helpful. And it's been uh, it's been a gift for sure. And... As you get older, hopefully, if you're listening, you take it more serious and you just, you make it a priority. And I'm not telling you to dedicate 28 minutes a day to mobility, but if you can't spend five to 10 minutes a day, five minutes doing mobility, five minutes foam rolling, your, your schedule sucks, dude. And you're just wasting so much time on the internet or whatever you're doing, but you can make the time. I'm not judging anybody, but if your screen time is three hours a day. Which I've been guilty of. And you're not doing three minutes of mobility. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And then, and if you feel good and you don't want to do it, fine. Who am I to, to judge you? But if you're saying, ah, I'm tight. And again, whose hamstrings aren't tight? Whose low, low back yeah. and hips don't get tight? Whose shoulders don't get mm-hmm. rounded from all the shit that we're doing every day? So, yeah, I think you foam roll more than I do. Mm-hmm. Mobility, it's probably Because once you start doing it, gosh, I just crave it you every feel day. Good, yes. I'm like, I need to do it, even though sometimes it's so painful. But then you get that relief, and you just overall feel so much better. It's like exercise. I just, I don't want to go a day with just, I feel gross. Especially, like, in a normal world when I was, like, driving a lot in my car for my job or flying. I would fly every single month. And, oh, man, the pain I would get, even on an hour flight, I was like, if I'm feeling the the posture issues and the pain, what does a normal person that never really works out and does mobility feel Dude, like? That's the one thing, like, we obviously haven't talked about this year because I, well, I haven't been on any flights. You've been on one? Well, actually, I had a business trip in January to Newport Beach, and then oh, yeah. after that, we had a travel freeze. So you've had two trips. And then I did a personal trip to Oregon in July. But we would always say this, um, any typically the international trips or the super long ones, because domestically, hey, we can fly anywhere. I don't mind. Other than Hawaii. Hawaii starts to, to get to me. And we will be in the airport. And, and don't take this wrong in a wrong way, anybody. But we'll see people there who are older than us, who have what looks to be terrible mobility and are probably about 100 pounds overweight. And we would say, how are they doing this flight right now? And what I mean is if I'm on the flight and I feel tight and I feel kind of shitty, what does that person feel like being stuck in that seat for that amount of time? Because they're not doing all the stuff we're doing. I don't know how they make it. Me either. Like they have have this like sheer will, like we're going to get to Mm -hmm. Italy. We're going to get to here. And the point I'm driving at is those are things you can keep your whole life. And you, that's why I harp on them so much. That's why I take a picture of myself a lot of days on Instagram on my story of like mandatory mobility just as a reminder uh, to make that important part of what you're doing, which leads into the next question, uh, training, uh, periodization, between the same basic patterns uh, over time. Um, you know, what about tempo, time under tension? You know, it really depends on goals. I don't want to get too specific in here and get lost down a deep rabbit hole, but get on a program that makes sense to you. 
And if you don't have one, join a group, get a coach, be involved in, in something where they're going to lay it out for you. It is very hard for a lot of people who aren't fitness professionals to program for themselves. And even a lot of fitness pros uh, don't like to do it. I'm generalizing here when I say that. The best of us, we for surely do. We're creative, we're dynamic, uh, we beg, borrow, and steal from each other. But a lot of, you know, what I would con- I would say just, you know, normal people uh, aren't going to go deep enough down into the rabbit hole of programming to create something for themselves that's going to be constantly pushing them and motivating them. And obviously, I have an advantage with the space here and with the people and what we do and a lot of things I program for our athletes come from my own training and then we integrate it from each other so when I work with a guy who used to be a professional cyclist when I work with a kid who's on the rowing team and wants to row in college like you're starting I'm starting to marry you know all the modalities and all the things that I do so I'm a fan of almost everything when it's done correctly but yes I, I am a fan of programming uh, in itself that is you know progressive overload all of the popular things uh, but again this is what I do for a living if you're doing the same basic stuff over time and not challenging yourself with, you know, the right rest, you know, in terms of rep schemes and, you know, like the the question mentions here, doing time under tension and focus like concentric, eccentric rep ranges. Yeah, I think uh, you, you'd be really, you'd be better off, you know, having somebody help you out with that for sure. Otherwise, it's, you know, if you keep doing the same thing, you're probably going to keep getting what you've always been getting. Next one, in your opinion, what should... Um, in your opinion, should one work out during a bout with uh, the coronavirus? Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, dude. I'm not a, I guess if you feel good, you're fine, right? I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Uh, I guess if you have no symptoms, then yeah, if you work out at your house by yourself, go crazy. Uh, if you feel like crap, don't. I, what a, I'm trying to think what Travis Merritt told me one time. He said, if you're, if you feel crappy from the neck above, you can do exercise, but if you feel crappy from the neck below, don't. I think that's kind of his motto. Um, personally, if I don't feel good, I do not work mm-hmm. out. Um, I'm Maybe not, I'd go for like a walk if I needed to get some fresh air and move a little bit. But yeah, if stretch. I if I feel like run down or something, it is not worth it to me mm-hmm. to make myself more sick. Uh, your body heals itself. That's how you don't just take Sleep. drugs and the drugs heal. Yes, rest, recovery. Um, so I guess if you feel good, go, I guess go nuts. Uh, where am I at here? What is your take on what a dad bod really is versus how the media portrays it? And also how do you obtain it? How do you obtain a dad bod? I guess it's be a dad, right? I don't really get the question. Uh, what is your take on dad bod versus how the media portrays it? You know, I'm obviously not a dad. There's a lot of dads who work out here. A lot of them are super fit, mm-hmm. but these are the dudes who are in a fitness program and are willing to come here and put in the work and, you know, listen they to care us. Care about it. They yeah. care about their health. Do I think the average, when you say dad bod, I'm just going to generalize this. The average man who's over the age of 30 is not fit. He is in terrible shape. He has awful mobility. He has awful aerobic endurance. Uh, he is overweight. They always prioritize work um, always first where they don't typically prioritize health as number one no and they probably because they feel the pressure to provide and to they socially perform. socially drink booze or use you know drugs alcohol as an outlet or a release for escapism and things like that that is the average person the average person does not even exercise and i know most of you listening are not that so you're like well jeremy what do you mean i exercise and i feel like i'm average you're not 
the average person you guys eats like complete garbage and doesn't do anything every single day. That is what the average American is. And it, it pains me to say that, but it's the truth. Statistically, you can look at the numbers and you and can like look what? at us. Over 60% of Americans have chronic disease. So It's insane. Mm-hmm. And it it's most, bad. most of it is curable through them just through health having better nutrition. habits. Yes. That is the conversation you should be having. So that's the normal, I guess, dad bod or just man body after 25 is what that is. Um, I think it's changing. I think more men are understanding like I need to have some sort of some sort of balance for what that looks like for their life and uh, otherwise they're going to pay for it I do think I want to say dudes are getting smarter and I want to say we're getting better but it's really hard when I look at you know statistics and obviously like I don't look at a lot of stuff on Instagram, obviously the World Health Organization, we started following them this year just because of all this information they're putting out. I'm I'm not taking a stance on anything here. I'm just literally reading information. But, and you guys have heard me talk about this before, the number, you know, rank number one in the top 10 causes of death, um, heart disease is now killing more people than it ever has before. And uh, obviously, you know, dudes are, are a huge chunk of that. And when we, and I bring that up because we want to talk about we're getting healthier I do think in America, we have the healthiest and the fittest people, that percentage, but we also have the unhealthiest for sure. So we have the top, like, you know, 1%, but we also have the bottom junk of mess. And deaths from diabetes has increased by 70% globally between 2000 and 2019. And this is per the World Health Organization. And these are global estimates, obviously. But Death from diabetes increased 70% globally, not just America, from 2000 to 2019. That blows my mind. So a 70% increase in diabetes over the last 19 years, and we have now more access to information, more education than ever before, more nutritionists, more dietitians, more health professionals, more wellness programs, more incentives for companies and people to be healthier, yet diabetes has increased by that much? in 19 years that's where it pains absolutely horrible it pains me to be like well are we really getting healthier then and and i've talked about this with david jack before he's like we are we are this group of people who's who is you're you're trying to plug up a a dam with a hundred leaks with like your finger and the water just keeps pushing through because the, the the world we're living in, how sped up it is in society and technology and our access to food and drugs and everything at our fingertips and lack of movement is working against what we're trying to do as a profession. And so I, I've seen the dudes I have here become much smarter, much more susceptible to taking advice and not and understanding like I don't know everything and my old lifting shit that I used to do is not efficient and I am not fit. So I have seen positivity in that. And then but I, I'm in a microcosm here. I'm in a small ecosystem. And the people who are watching and listening to our stuff and who buy our programs and join us, like they're also outliers because they're taking that step. And then I read something like diabetes is up that much. It's really, de- it's really depressing. Mm-hmm. So I do think, how do you obtain the average body? You know, do nothing, basically. If you're doing anything else, you are, you're, on a, you're on the right track. Uh, best tips or workouts for the assault bike? None. The thing is terrible. <sighs> no, um, honestly, man, uh, we'll share a bunch on our page. It's awful. 
um, a podcast dedicated to your dog. You don't talk about her enough. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm like a creep and talk about her too much <laughs> as it is. Um, she's a Scottsdale dog, super spoiled and uh, recovering from ACL surgery. But uh, we'll get and to Antor meniscus. Antor meniscus, yes. It's been a great, great couple weeks. Uh, what's one thing you've learned through this crazy year? To be more patient. <laughs> it's very hard. To, to, um... You don't have a choice, really. Yeah, to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? To be okay with uncertainty. Like, learn how to live with uncertainty. <laughs> how to pivot. Yeah. How to roll with, how to just roll with it. You don't have a choice. To focus on what you can control and just let, try to let go of everything else because it's not worth the time and energy dwelling on it, on the things that you can't control. Yeah, I could, I could answer a lot of things. I mean, there's been a lot of lessons for me this year. (laughs) Yeah, I can, I can share a lot here. This could be a whole episode, honestly. I don't want to go too long on it. That's a good question. Let me do the smart-ass answer first. Uh, What have I learned? That uh, people are uh, vastly different. And uh, the the, the stances people choose to take are, you know, a lot of people this year have been been willing to draw lines in the sand. Uh, I've learned a lot of people are judgmental of other people, um, and they don't need to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have learned that, you know, and I, and I said this the other day and it scares me. I, I grew up in school and I wasn't great unless I tried really hard and I had to do real world stuff to be successful in school. That's how I describe it. And, uh, so I grew up in that system, not thinking I was very smart and people getting better grades than me and, and being praised for doing that. And I'm like, you know, struggling to get through algebra because I don't understand it. And so I always thought like, ah, I'm not that smart. I'm just like, I'm below average intelligence. And, I, and I, I'm saying it because I'm being honest with you because I truly believe that. Now I'm, as I'm older and I'm, I'm reading, uh, like comments from people and seeing what people do and how they act. I'm like, I think I'm one of the smarter people who is out there. And that's frightening. Um, that is frightening to say like the amount of common sense that is not common anymore. Um, I've learned that this year that a lot of people just are, I feel are, they don't really know who they are and they're just. They're really confused uh, by what's going on. They're living in a bubble. And I think their priorities are out of whack. And what I mean is this year has taught me to be even more grateful than I ever have been before. Um, It's not something I really suffer from. I understand how lucky I am to be in this position and to be who I am. But I truly do appreciate it now more than ever. And what I mean is I appreciate my brain. I appreciate the experiences that I've had in my life, the way that I grew up, because it is made me so thankful for everything I have today. And it's allowed you to handle this really well. And a lot of people haven't. And I do, this has sucked. And don't get me wrong. Like I don't feel bad for us. We're fine, but we've had, we got punched in the face just like a lot of other people. But again, I just see it as well. It could have been way worse. And even the other day, I said, I had to go, we could live in California right now. Mm -hmm. And no, no offense to you guys in California, but man, it It would be really difficult. Terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're here. And so I just, I've learned to be thankful and I've learned to just, I'm not a judgmental person. And when I see people saying things and reacting a certain way, I just, I have to just feel bad for them mm-hmm. that they have taken this year of life on the way that they have. And they've not chosen to take 
whatever positivity they could from it. And I have empathy for everybody across the board. I'm just not a fan of the judgmental stuff. And it's really shown me that people are, are really quick to judge. And a lot of people lack empathy. I, mm-hmm. I truly see that. And I, I hate to say that, but it, you can't, you can't put yourself in someone else's shoes. You really can't, but you can try to understand from all sides. And that's what I really try to do. And it may be the benefit is I've worked with people here from mm-hmm. all different walks of life for it's years. It's really, really benefited us is having so many different people. Diverse. And learning from so many different people and just opening our, our eyes and our mind to so many different backgrounds and views and experiences really can uh, go a long way and teach you a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest takeaway is to be able to pivot and uh, understand that I can't control everything because if, if you've ever learned now, you you don't control a lot of things. Uh, life is just going to happen. And I've been through other shit before, but never uh, like this, like none of us have. And, and just be patient and be grateful and don't judge other people. That's the one thing. I, I'm not a fan of that at all. Uh, not by what they do for a living, not by what they look like, not by their political stance, not by you know, how they want to, you know, live during this pandemic. That's not for me to judge. I have to do what's best for me and my family and the people that I need to work with every single day. So uh, next, next one. Uh, do you typically take any rest days throughout the week? Um, maybe on a Wednesday, uh, I just walk some aerobic stuff, mobility and rolling. Otherwise, I pretty much going to stick to a script unless my body is, is super beat down or, or I'm run down or something like that. How about you? Yeah, I always take at least one day. Usually one day of rest. And what do you do on your rest day? Mobility, stretching, and a walk. Boom. Or sometimes like a, um, I take my beach cruiser bike for a bike ride. Oh, yeah. Uh, What do you think about pre-workouts? I don't do them. I never take them. No. I drink coffee uh, a lot. I love coffee. And uh, I did pre-workouts when I was a young kid. I just, I'm not not against them. I, I just think if you like coffee and you look how natural it is and it does in my opinion, the same thing, unless you need like a beta alanine or you're adding a creatine or something to your pre's, but you could also just add that with the coffee. So that is what I am a fan of. The more natural stuff I can do, um, obviously the better. Uh, next, what's a week's worth of training look like for you? I'll do an updated podcast, you guys, on my typical training routine, probably right after Christmas to give you kind of all a look of what I'm going to do moving into, uh, 2021. Does fasting actually have hormonal benefits? Yes, it does. We have a detailed episode on that. I'm not going to go into crazy detail, but yes, there there are studies that have shown um, there can be hormonal benefits from uh, fasting. Uh, Did you create a podcast about CBD? Yes, we did. It's, uh, I forget what it's called. I think it's like called the Beam CBD podcast with the founders on there. And I might have one other uh, episode you guys can find or hit me up. I'm happy to send it to you. How do you stay active as a full-time student? Um, you're living the dream, probably. You're, when do you go to school? From like 10 to 2? I mean, I don't know. Like just... Yeah, when I was a full-time student, I mean... You exercise. We had the a rec pass, and I just would go to the rec center. Um, yeah, just get in a daily routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, set, just like you have a class schedule. Schedule it. Yeah, I even schedule, like right now, again, on my calendar for work, I always schedule my workouts. Like on a Monday, I'll schedule out each day of the week what I'm going to be doing and like some days obviously it changes but I at least have an idea and it holds me accountable 
yeah, I think just setting a schedule and adhering to it and uh, just doing something every single day that you like. And again, if you, if you have specific goals, excuse me, specific goals, do something that's going to feed into those. But if you just want to be active, ride your or bike. Or sign up. Yeah. Sign up for the, you know, group classes. I know in college they always have so many different. Intramurals. Yeah. When you, when. The, I did intramural soccer. When the world's normal, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, all those things I think are great. Just being around other active humans and being friends with people who are active is but key. And even right now, if you, if you're doing online school, but if you are on campus, just walking everywhere, like you said, and riding your bike is, has huge benefits. Huge. Um, what are your thoughts on the former Soviet methods of doing percentages of one rep max to build over time? Uh, this is just a training question. I'm a fan of anything if it's going to help you towards your specific goal. So whether it's a specific program like uh, cube method, like 531 or German volume training or anything like that, I'm a fan of anything that gets people closer to their goals that does it safely uh, and efficiently. I'm not a huge one rep max person. I'm a 37 year old dude. Like I'm not, I'm not going to be world's strongest man. Uh, you know, I got the ankles of a seventh grade girl and the waist of a 14 year old boy. Like that's just genetically who I am. I'm not, this is as big as I'm going to be, uh, unless I get like super fat, but, uh, short of that, like that's not my world. And, uh, if you want to do the one rep max stuff, uh, you can do it and anything that's going to help you guys. Great. But, uh, not my world anymore. Did you guys adopt that boy in your videos? What? <laughs> That's the question. Did we adopt the boy in my Instagram videos? Kobe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what boy? No, that's Monica. She's our, like, basically our manager here. Yeah. And that's her son. Yes. <laughs> so he, he's always around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is here, I think he's here like three days a week or four days a week. He just comes like later in the day. Like during the last group, he gets dropped off and then. Jeremy um, and him are buds. Mm-hmm. Where uh, all, all our kids grew up with me. Mm-hmm. So we all, when they're little, they like me. They get older, then they ignore me like anybody else, like any other teenager. Now Caleb ignores me for the most part. Super nice kid, but no, I'm not fun anymore, obviously, because I can't do anything for him. Um, but they like me when they're little. And so Maya was the same way. Yeah, but Kobe's here. He gets dropped off later in the day. I basically give him three things. Uh, coffee, uh, suckers, and gum. Those are the three things. And people very, like, very healthy. I try. Uh, well, he likes the little cold brew coffee cans for mm-hmm. some reason. He loves them. Yeah. And then he loves gum. He's starting to learn how to chew it now a little bit. And then I have this whole bag of suckers because we have this Halloween candy. So that's what I give him. But no, he's not. Uh, he's 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 mine for about 30 minutes. Uh, we play. He's definitely JSF family. Yes, he's great. Uh, maybe Heather could babysit him or something. But uh, I've offered. Yeah. She needs to take me up on Bro, it. I'm not I'm not kidding you. When he screams though here, it is like oh I've never it's mm-hmm. it's insane. Like and I I remember Maya and Caleb and that, but his some reason it just the pitch is so loud. I'm like, okay, it's time for him to go. Uh, love him though, it's a great kid. Uh next one. Should men take collagen supplements and if so, when? Uh pre workout or after workout? Well, yeah, uh, yeah. The collagen itself, yes. I'm not a fan of the collagen protein, uh, personally, which I've uh, talked about before. I'm trying to read a message. So, my homies at JLab just actually came out with a, their collagen uh, product, which uh, we'll have a discount for you guys. Uh, we'll probably throw it on Instagram later this week. Uh, but if you're interested, hit me up. We can give you a discount on the collagen uh, product that they just put out. And he had messaged me most of the time when we're talking about collagen stuff, like what are the benefits? A lot of women, I think are going to talk about the skin, 
benefits of it. And not that dudes shouldn't either, but most dudes are not Patrick Bateman and they don't, you know, you know, go as crazy with the skin stuff. I do think it's important. So the, my homies at JLab put together this whole uh, collagen supplement, which I do think can help dudes. And even so JLab comes from this guy, Jason Hunter is his name. Jay sent me a message and he said for him, um, he had the shoulder impingement and arthritis that he was finally able to heal the last couple percent um, that he couldn't get to feel better prior. So that's, you know, coming from the horse's mouth. So to answer the question, uh, yeah, I think uh, the collagen supplements, you know, can work for dudes too, just like they work for women. I don't think they're obviously sex specific. And I think anytime you take them uh, is going to be fine. And Heather and I will talk about that more in detail uh, when we get the stuff in our hands and, and can uh, dive a little bit deeper into it. Next one, more cardio or more strength for fat loss? Uh, if you can only pick one, I would go strength training uh, for sure over just the cardio. In a perfect world, you're going to marry them both together. I think that is uh, going to be ideal. Uh, can you add muscle while adhering to intermittent fasting? Yes. If you're in a calorie surplus, you can for surely gain weight and muscle. Advice for those, uh, someone whose biggest obstacle between them and their goals is themselves. Is that not all of us? Yeah. It's always going to be there. It's on some level. Yeah. You just got to get out of your own head, dude. Um, no one's going to do it for you. That's why fitness is great. And it's why I love it. And it's why this is one of the fairest things in the world. A lot of things in life are not fair. I think we have all seen that this year, depending on, you know, what state you live in and where you're at and just life in general, there's shitty breaks, man. And sometimes there is not a, a reason for something happening. Sometimes it's just crappy luck and it's not right. Uh, but fitness is, is pretty fair. And, you know, obviously there's genetics and some people are more gifted than others, but everybody has a gift and everybody has drawbacks, but you can't buy this. You can't do surgery for it. You can't just take drugs for it. And even the dudes who do the best steroids in the world still have to eat and they still have to train. It Does it give an advantage? For sure. Does it speed up the results? For sure. There's a price they do pay for it as well, but they still have to do the work. They still have to exercise. They still have to eat a certain way. You cannot buy this. This is that, That's what, what's so, it's so amazing about it. You have to actually put in the work. It's something where you, if you put in the time and you invest it, it is going to pay you off. And the return on the investment is huge. There's nothing else you can do for 30 minutes a day, every day. That's going to pay you off as amazing as exercise well. And like eating right well. I believe that. Is that it? Or do you want to go? Finale is the question I got. Your favorite tradition, Christmas traditions as a couple. Christmas. So I listed them, some of our favorite Or ones. holiday traditions if you're into. Watch Hanukkah. Home Alone. Oh, Elf, Christmas Vacation, and Decorate the Tree. Um, uh, die Hard. We, on Christmas Eve here in the Southwest, it's a popular tradition to set out luminaries uh, around your neighborhood, like around your house. For someone who doesn't know what a luminary is. So it's those uh, candles in a bag um, that illuminate. And yes. you line your outside of your house. Some people put them on their house, um, but typically your driveway and along like the sidewalks. So we usually do that on Christmas Eve and walk around the neighborhood. Adopt a family, which we have been doing that, gosh, ever since we got married. And uh, we go through St. Vincent de Paul through Phoenix. And we do the option where um, we get set up with a St. Vincent de Paul family and we shop for them. We obviously wrap the gifts and we provide a Christmas dinner and then we deliver it to them in person at their house. And so we actually are doing it today. So it's always um, an emotional roller coaster. It's kind of, I always kind of get nervous when we go because I'm, 
because it's so emotional and it, it's such a rewarding experience. And I think it's our favorite tradition as a couple that we've done. And it, it really is the whole point of the, the season of giving Christmas time. It's, it's the epitome of what it's all about, you it's, know, in my uh, opinion. It's tough to do. That one is hard mm-hmm. because, well, you see where some of these people live and like how they live and what they have and like what where you live and what you have and what they don't have and it's like if it's not a wake up call for you puts things into perspective yes and to just be grateful and this year I'm really excited we have a, a generation uh, four generations of women and um I actually so I call always ahead and schedule the time to drop off and even on the phone call, it was very emotional because the mom shared that she just lost her son to a car accident this year. And so... He was 16? Yeah, just got his driver's license. And so she has a daughter. And so now the the mother-daughter moved in with her mom and I believe the sister. And so there's like four of them living together right now and uh, just so happy to help them out. And it was so fun to go shopping for them, especially having all the all the women so I had so much fun shopping for them and getting outfits and um, I, the girl's 11. So it was fun getting, she wanted like makeup kits and nail polish and things like that. But uh, it's, it's the best thing and I highly recommend it to start doing it with your family or your spouse or if you're dating. I think it's, it's just a really cool thing to do. If you and have- I'd rather like we don't give each, get each other uh Gifts. I mean, we get maybe little things like stocking stuffers and sometimes like... Like a Reese's eggs and or stuff. Or I'm like, okay, yeah. I want like a, a jacket or something like that. But we don't go all out for each other. And no. we what we do do is like, this was another one, uh, is like stay in a cabin, go up north and do either like a ski trip or a hike, um, snowshoeing, something, a winter activity that we can do together and uh, we're actually going next weekend to um, northern Sedona called Oak Creek Canyon and staying at one of our favorite places. is called Forest Houses Resort. And um, On Instagram. That's basically like our gift to each other is, is doing an experience together. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, but yeah. I would rather spend the money for these people. Right. Than for us. And. Not no judgment anybody would do you guys do what is best for you and your family, but the feeling you'll get is just it's, it's, it's hard. I can't even talk when you're there because I'm oh, like, and uh, last year when so we rough. got after I was trying to hold it together because we like we'll go into their house this year will be different because of COVID, we'll do it out in the front yard. But last year they invited us into their like a trailer and um, yeah, a tiny trailer, and there was three kids and um, the, the mom, parents, mom and dad. And, and we just had a conversation with them, got to know them. And once we got into, they were so grateful. And once we got back into the car, I just like lost it, like flood tears flowing. And it's just, even though it's uncomfortable and it's kind of like nerve wracking because it's like you don't know each other, but it is just so cool. That you have the power to change their whole like Christmas season or to give a kid who maybe feels hopeless is like, Hey, you know what? These people came here, you know, to give us this and help us out. Like people do give a shit about us. It just gives like you this sense of like optimism community. And cause that's what we're, we're supposed mm-hmm. to do that. Like, and what does it cost us to do this? 500 bucks maybe 
Like what? I mean, what? it depends on some. It, it depends on the size of the family. So some years it's more, some years. But what but is, yeah. What is this? Five hundred for these guys this year? I think I don't even know. Yeah, and like the dinner usually will spend around one hundred fifty dollars or something. You know, but it's like, what is that to us? Like, what yeah. are what are you and I going to buy each other that like we love as much as this for them? Nothing. I'm like, it can wait. I don't care. And um, it, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, well, now more than ever, they're in so much high demand and so many because of so many job losses. And a lot of these people that dine at St. Families that come to St. Vincent de Paul for the dining center, that's how they sign up. And that's how they um, go through kind of the approval process of being a family that can be adopted. And so you know that they definitely need the help. Um, so that's really exciting. And then we also, every year, we'll do some sort of donation at JSF. So this year we did a food drive for, we still have it going on through St. Mary's Food Bank because that's also in record demand right now. And usually through work, I volunteer in person. Um, Marriott is always a partner with them. And so um, this year I was thought it would be a good idea to to do it, incorporate our GSF members to deliver, and we've gotten a lot of donations. So, and they need more this year than mm-hmm. ever. Cause yeah, I think they were sharing some statistic like they're up over two hundred percent year over year. The the need. So that's something we always do. And then, um, as far as like the Christmas actual Christmas holiday traditions, typically we always go to like a church service, like like the candlelight service, and then we do like a fancy Christmas dinner with family if we're here in Arizona and uh and then like at a restaurant and then we'll do Christmas dinner at home and uh I don't really like to cook a lot so probably do Whole Foods are we doing that this year I don't know we we need to we haven't talked about it but I'm sure can we just do something simple or do you want to eat that I don't I don't care like we don't even like I it's like a lot of food. I know. And I'm like, we don't need all that. There's just four of us this year. So we can do something basic. Um, and then usually we'll do some sort of holiday Christmas activity uh, here locally, like Zoo Lights or the Scottsdale Princess Fairmont Resort has a really beautiful Christmas at the Princess um, light display and fun activities. Or the Desert Botanical Garden has the luminaries events as well. Um, and then what else? We open gifts and stockings on Christmas morning. We usually get like a peppermint mocha and splurge and have uh, cinnamon rolls on Christmas morning. We decorate sugar cookies usually, attend holiday parties, like annual holiday parties with friends and family. But obviously it's been different this year. Yes. Uh, but making the best of it. Yeah. But that's Ow. it. All fun stuff for sure. And all things you can do. Again, I'm a fan of doing stuff with, obviously, your family and friends, but I just can't harp enough if you guys can give anything um, in any capacity to other people who have less than you. It'll change the way you think about things, the way you see things, and just how you feel. Uh, It really does. And uh, I'm very happy to be in a position to be able to do that. And I know a lot of you uh, listening are as well. I know a lot of you uh, do as well. So if you guys have anything that's super cool that you do, that you think that we would be interested in obviously please share them with us too because we're always down to to add, add more 100 and even that means like okay maybe this year we're not going to do christmas at the princess and drop you know a couple hundred dollars there but it allowed us to do more for 
a family in need or something like that. So maybe just take a look and reevaluate like how you're spending your money and what you're choosing to do with the Christmas season. Yeah. And again, I want you guys to live your life and you know, it's always. Believe me, I love Christmas. I love all the fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I like things too, but I just, as I get older, I just really start to understand like what matters and what impact you can have. And it's enormous. And I just feel like if you're waiting till you make a certain amount of money or you're waiting till, and obviously if you're in debt right now up your ass, like don't, you know, go give a family 5,000 bucks if you got, you know, $80,000 in credit card debt. But for the most part, you don't have to be, you know, a multi, multi-millionaire to be able to do things like this. It, it takes so little of what you have to help others. It's just, I can't uh, emphasize that enough. So that is it. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, so again, uh, if you guys have any requests or questions for us on the podcast, please obviously send them over. Again, reminder, this episode is brought to you by my homies over at Beam CBD. If you guys want 20% off always on the CBD products, everything on the site, you can hit me up. I'm always happy to share it with you. And if you want three free night samples of the Dream uh, CBD product I take every single night with the melatonin and the nano CBD, uh, hit us up. We'll send you guys a link for that. They'll send you the three to try. And then if you want to buy it from there, we can hook you guys up with obviously the 20% off always and forever. And if you happen to be on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop us a five star and leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. And I'm going to make it a goal of trying to hop on the podcast one more day this week before we are gone uh next weekend so if you guys need something obviously hit us up heather thank you as always thank you and uh yeah be on the lookout for our 47 day transformation which is kicking off here january the 11th i'll talk about it a lot uh as we get closer here into the new year so i appreciate you guys and until next time eat well train hard be nice to people and please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to i'll talk to you soon peace